So what is it about cloud computing? If you don't have a Wi-Fi connection, right. it doesn't fucking work. Right. Right. Yes. Left. Okay. Yeah, anyway, so... So it, we we both saw um, Star Trek Into Darkness oh, yeah. this week. Um, so that means it is time to talk about Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yes. All um, right. Saving Private Ryan, number 71 on the AFI Top 100 Movies of All Times all list, time. 10th Anniversary Edition. This is episode number 30 of the Some 100 of Some Movie Thing podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's been such a long time since we podcasted, I forgot the name of our friggin' podcast. Oh, good. Okay. Anyway, so, um, again, highly celebrated war movie. Yes. Uh quoted as being or, or or lauded as being very realistic in its depiction of what war looks like okay what war sounds like uh probably not so much what war feels like because that would be a little bit sense around a little bit a little bit too much sensorama uh kind of thing um but uh yes uh, spielberg and his cinematographer and his crew and his cast put together a pretty uh pretty fucking good film here with the uh i'd agree with that yeah with this so uh we're gonna go watch it and then we're gonna talk about it so if you haven't seen private ryan uh there's gonna be a spoilerama and if you have seen it then you know stick around for a few minutes while we go and do this and then we'll come back or you know what you could do you could uh you could watch along with us right now and uh and there you go okay a solitary american flag Flaps in the cold Normandy breeze. The gray of the sky sets a mood as a lone man to the sound of a trumpet approaches a grave. We draw closer to his face and into his eyes and thus begins the worst flashback ever put on film. Ha! Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it wasn't even his flashback. First spoiler, if you're gonna have a fucking flashback, you should probably flashback to the guy's actual experience, not the experience of eight other guys. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty much the only beef I have with this movie. No, that is not the only beef I have with this movie. Wow, you really didn't like this movie. No, I love this movie. I think this movie... This movie just tugs at the thing at the at the heartstrings because uh-huh. because and I'll, I'll tell i'll tell that story in a little bit okay so here's here's the thing okay so this movie is lauded as a superior example of a war film and in some respects i agree it is a war film and it is also a superior version of war films this war film but is- it also suffers from some of the same fucking problems that war movies have always suffered from, and that is they are essentially horror films where the bad guy is in a different uniform. What? Uh, okay, 
Let's start, because obviously I've confused you. Ready? Ready. Here we go. Okay. You've got a group of eight guys. Yes. They have guns. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Okay, so what happens? They get They start off. getting picked off one by one by a heartless, cruel, sadistic enemy. Yes. Yes, they did. What? Oh, my God. Vin Diesel. Bam! Sniper. That's why oh, we don't take kids. Uh, that's why we don't take kids. Okay, get it. Get it. The superior part of that is it was raining. Mm -hmm. They were showing the the sort of horrific experience that men actually experienced in World War II. There are many many reports of guys who just you know walked out someplace and got shot. Nobody could go get them because it's a sniper. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, Barry Pepper was able to shoot the guy in his eye. No, it was a good also shot. reported, also reported to be a a, a favorite sniper trick uh, from World War II. Um, oh, yeah, aim for the glint, don't aim for the thing below it. Whatever. Eh. But, but you know, shooting a guy through the telescopic sight on his rifle is, you know, that's the stuff of legend. Is that... Who, is knows, that who knows whether it actually ever happened. Anyway, okay. Way, I was going to say, kind of that was one of the few so, things I was just War like, movie? That's dumb. Okay. The, the fact Giovanni that Ribisi. Giovanni oh, Ribisi uh -huh. gets killed. Why? Mm -hmm. uh, because instead of going around a target... Around a, a, a an entrenchment, a machine gun nest that they very clearly could have gone around, very easily could have avoided the engagement. Mm -hmm. And yes, but yes, there there is some logic to saying, well, his logic was, well, if we don't do it, then somebody else is going to get killed. Uh huh. Great. So they lost their medic. Yeah. Okay. Tactically, he should have gone around. He oh, was yeah. already one man down. Mm hmm. On his thing, they didn't need to expend the ammunition. They were they, they were ill-equipped for it as well. Exactly, they had no business doing what they did there. His sergeant was right. His corporals were right. They all said, "Don't do this." He did it anyway, and they got a guy killed. Yeah, which he felt really bad about. You know why I could tell? Because he took his helmet off, he sobbed, and his hands started shaking. Cliche, was, cliche, 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 cliche. Was he also this thinking about the court martial he was going riddled, to receive? Riddled with cliches. Yeah, he probably would have been. He probably could could have been um, cite, cited for it. His his after action review would probably yeah. If he uh, wasn't come killed under, in action, come under some sort of scrutiny. Yeah. It could still be posthumously, hmm. you know. So I, for I'm that. curious. Anyway, uh, so so we we move along. Eventually, everything comes together, but he loses. They they he the captain dies. His top sergeant dies. Um, the the corporal, mm -hmm. uh, the Jewish guy. Yeah, he gets he gets stabbed. He got, he got killed. He got killed because another guy didn't run up the stairs, and that's supposed to be a he's conflicted. He's con conflicted. He's conflicted because <laughs> he's a typist. He's not a soldier. He's he's learning how. And then he actually commits a war crime, shooting a prisoner. Yeah. Um, at the at the end there. Um, Here's the other thing. And yes, it happened. I get it. I understand. It happened. It happens. It happens all the fucking time. Things are shitty in war. I get it. But still, the guy didn't go upstairs to save his friend or his his new buddy, his companion. But he did commit a war crime in front of witnesses. Yeah. Um, I would just I would just like to say, um, you know, they they the the one of the things, especially in the final fight in the final battle. Um, they made it very apparent that the Germans were all very, very, very evil. Yes, here, here that is me, true. Let me do. Let me Go, do this. Please do. So, okay. So, first of all, they all had the same haircut, which <laughs> was completely, completely false. Um. Okay. Go ahead. Common, common German. Most German, most German soldiers had haircuts. They had different haircuts. They weren't all bald. 
Um, <laughs> okay. They all True. they were completely uniform. Where do you see that in in other movies, in action movies, in James Bond movies? Where do you of... see complete? Oh yeah, uniformity? The, the the villains, the villain, the the, the henchmen. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 the henchmen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they're um, all pretty much wearing the same. Here's the other thing: is um, they shot uh, one of the gentlemen that they met up with that was in Ryan's uh, platoon, I believe, the last of his platoon. They were defending the bridge. They shot a dude, and one guy ran up and bayoneted him in the back of, in his back. You know, in the classic like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit you with a bayonet," ah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, they did that. They just proved that, and the like, the slow, sadistic stabbing of the dude of uh, of. Um, Done for excitement and drama, but... For d- done for excitement but, and for drama, but to convey that these guys were clearly evil, and yet they tried to make them human towards the end, and it just didn't really work. Yeah, there were there were a lot of touches in the in the film that that, um, that were good. Okay, so... Okay, so there's, there's... Here's the other thing. The Americans did some pretty fucked up shit. Yeah. I mean, like, they didn't do it as much, like, in, you know, like, uh... But, um, God, we already watched this movie, and I can't fucking remember what it was. Um, yeah. Fighting for the hearts and soul of his men in Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Platoon. Yeah. Platoon, thank yeah. you. Platoon, yeah. yeah, Platoon is another example of a yeah. war movie gone horribly awry. Yeah, but but it, do you think if they had... Because the thing is that, you know, they, they left all the atrocities for the Germans... Except no, they, did. they didn't leave all the atrocities for the Germans. And that was one of the things that I actually really did like about this film. Is that in general what happens is when you have a war movie presented from a specific viewpoint, mm-hmm. in, in most cases American, um, in our case especially in our cinema, we don't tend to, we don't tend to have movies that express other people's viewpoints Valkyrie. Be, be popular in our... Yeah, but that was still a very American viewpoint the assassination um, of Hitler yeah Yeah, yeah, that was something that would have been advantageous for us and it was actually a a fair that was actually a fairly decent movie but what I'm saying is that in a war movie like this you have a set you have set rules you have you have the eight guys Uh and they go out into the wilderness road movie whatever it is it's sort of a road movie yes Uh and they get picked off one by one and eventually pretty much all of them die that's how war movies work I get it Okay. Yes, there were high casualties. Yes, that kind of that kind of attrition it, it, is difficult to maintain in a in a sort of a large scale. Yeah. Okay. So so there's that. Um, Spielberg and crew, as I earlier said, went out of their way to be accurate about a lot of things. The equipment that they used was very accurate. Mm-hmm. The tanks that the Americans used, the vehicles that the Americans used, were all very accurate. The German equipment was all sort of accurate. It, they tried really hard, and they did a really, really good job. The motorcycle with the track on the back of it, yeah. so that was a... a the, they called it the Rabbit. Um, that that was a... That's a real vehicle. The the the, uh, the Germans had some weird tech that they, they had They did. They had, they had uh, half-tracks. Yeah. Americans had them, too, but it was a half-track. It was a, basically a truck with a track tracked back end yeah and it had an open top and they could put troops or or material or whatever in there that that seemed um, like a really poor they they seem to be assume, assuming that what that they were coming out of the ground the american <laughs> soldiers I, I, it's just like i look at this and it's like well they fire bombs open top yeah they firebombed their open top tank How well that, that was a, that was actually that was a tank killer that was not a that was not a tank killer. and and here and here i am a, a bit of a of a world war ii um equipment buff and so, you know, I was excited to see that they had actually tried uh-huh. to make the tanks accurate. That they tried to make, you know, there were some little technical details that were wrong. But by, by, for the most part, 
they used the right blocks they used the right you know the t the tigers actually if you squint your eyes actually looks like a tiger tank yeah they were much smaller than a tiger actually is but yeah. you know that but the but there's that you know that that kind of accuracy the the cement yeah, that, that they put say. on the outside of the of the tank to prevent uh, magnetic mines from sticking to it very accurate I gotta just say, magnetic mines is like the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard of. By the way. <laughs> it's just like, well, you know, that's. Yeah, we what, a, you've got all metal tanks that are rolling through. So what do you do? You put magnets on mines. You put that's magnets what you on do. Mines and you blow the blow a thing. And it's like yeah. the accuracy of the of the bazooka that they oh, yeah? used to shoot the side of the tank. Uh -huh. You know, it basically went ping, <laughs> dunk. You know, on the side of the thing. They were completely useless against German tanks for the most really? part. The larger, especially the larger armor. Why is that? Because they were a little tiny rocket that was built to penetrate oh penetrate. thin armor based on their experience in World War One. The Germans up armored. I mean, they they invented up armoring. They took <laughs> fucking yeah. giant plates of of steel of of iron you know steel and welded them together into these gigantic tanks. The Tiger was a giant tank. The Panther was a giant series of tanks. The Panther Two was a huge. <laughs> they made a sequel. Oh yeah, yeah. they had. To, had you know, there, there were there were all kinds of of big cast iron and iron plate monsters that just fucking rolled over everything. That was how they. That's how the Germans were able to do the Blitzkrieg, the the, the Lightning War with their mm. tanks, and they would just roll in and, you know. Eat it, with destroy with it, armor yeah. against, say, in thirty-eight with the Polish cavalry. Oh God! You know, you literally, know that, that literally, wasn't as ridiculous as as history has made it out to be. It was a fairly small cavalry, first of all. True, but what I'm saying is they they put tanks into the field. The Polish were expecting that the the war would be similar to the last war, where you could oh. actually do a cavalry charge and, and survive, be, and be successful. And they didn't they didn't do so well. But okay, so so the accuracy of the equipment was good. The the weapons that people use, they didn't say, oh, we're just going to take this thing and we're going to call that this. And so those of us in the in the audience are just sitting there with their, you know, pulling our hair out going, no, no, you cannot use a Sheridan. It's not the fucking same thing as a, as, a, as a Mark IV. It's not the same fucking tank. Yeah. You know, you can't use an American tank, uh, you know, like a... a, a blah, now they're all flying out of my head. You, you can't stick. Okay, so Battle of the Bulge. Was a perfect example of this ridiculous, uh, um, this ridiculous idea. Uh -huh. the The Americans all were using a a small tank that was currently available in the American in the in the National Guard Armory that you were, they were using, and the 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 Germans all sat in. I think they were M48s. But they were the all Russian tanks. No, 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 no. That's oh. the T. That's a T. That's a different thing. They yeah. were all American tanks. They were American tanks fighting American tanks in this in this big giant battle scene in this rolling hill, um, the rolling hills that look nothing like the you know that kind of accuracy just drives me fucking nuts when mm -hmm. I see movies. Huh. But but or lack of accuracy, I suppose. Yeah. But you you mentioned the German the German uniforms, and yes, they all did sort of have a similar appearance mm -hmm. to them. There were some there were some differences. One Enough? of the, one of the things yeah. though that that I noticed was that you know they were going up against Waffen SS. They were going up against the SS mm -hmm. like an SS unit. Yeah, eh, not entirely likely, but yeah, because the Wehrmacht like... was still a big you know they were the going concern at the time when we were fighting 
in that area. And yes, there were SS units, and yes, okay. So for the, the, for the purpose units, of this story, were, it makes it elites. so much easier yeah. to say these guys were super bad and awful. Yeah. And they got skulls they got on their hats. They got skulls on their hats. They, they got, got skulls on their hats and lightning on their collars. And okay. you know, so there's there's that kind of stuff. So the accuracy was good, but and and then we add to that the special effects. Yeah, the special effects were amazing. Um, similar, I will have you note uh, to the the Vietnam battle scene, the ambush in uh-huh. in in Vietnam in Forrest Gump. The yeah. first one, where all of a sudden the tracer rounds are coming out of the trees and everybody hits the ground yeah. and, you know, shit's blowing up. Something that my father said, that looked like a firefight. Really? After he saw Forrest Gump. He said, that actually, that actually looked like a firefight. Now, fast forward a few years to to um, Saving Private Ryan. Uh-huh. And you have veterans coming out of the woodwork to say, this is the first movie that's ever depicted what it looked like what it sounded like mm-hmm. on d-day coming in on those boats yeah and having that machine gun fire and people just dropping and falling down and losing arms and you know a lot of that a lot of that footage was apparently based on newsreel footage that's been classified for years and has been you know has been declassified but but there's still the more is still coming out that's there, the thing there's still so much stuff that the that the government hasn't let loose i would love to see you know how much, and it's all you know, all for the the good of the morale of the people. So that you don't, you know, so that we're not seeing our soldiers all torn up and, yeah. and killed and you, stuff. You realize, oh wait, but he went to war. There's this, there's this famous shot of D-Day where there's a cameraman who is looking back along the beach, and there's like six guys and they're running across the beach and one of them just kind of falls down because he got shot. And it's like that guy's dead. Yeah, it just it's like somebody just cut the string and he falls. They re they re they reenacted a lot of that sort of stuff for yeah the I, I still think like for the movie so that you could so that you could get and and you know it's all very the accurate. one People death falling that out made of boats me and drowning, you know, getting pulled down by their equipment. Yeah, the one the one the one death that made me cringe and all in that Normandy scene was the when the 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 door came down and you know they had the shot and bullets go flying square right in the helmet and he just falls down it's like oh shit yeah oh yep and that's it's real it. look at that it's real and that's it yeah that's yeah. it for him that's you know. his whole story he's on a so, boat he took a bullet to the head and he's done yep my 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 grandfather um on my mom's side went to see private ryan and talked about it afterwards came home and told a story about landing at D-Day, or landing landing at Normandy, um, he wasn't specific about which beach. Your grandfather drove the tanks. Though, he was he? in a he was in a tank, mm-hmm. and they were on landing craft very similar to the ones depicted in the film. They were a little larger because he was in a Sherman tank, and they had these they had the tank, and then they had these boxes around the tank made of canvas, and 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 uh, they're basically like an upside down tent, and the this thing was constructed up the side, out the side of the tank, so that when the tank went in the water, it wouldn't drown, because there would be enough canvas Buoyancy, to basically yeah. made it made a boat that rode on the bottom of the, drove on the bottom of the water, because it would come out, fall, and land. It would be shallow enough so that they would hit the hit the wa- uh, the, the the ocean floor, uh-huh. and then you know, and so they had this 
large tube that stuck up out of the top of the out of the top of the turret of the tank, uh-huh. and that's where the commander would sit. Yeah. So he sat in the top of this canvas tube, basically at the top of a ladder, uh-huh. surrounded by nothing but air and canvas, while they were driving <laughs> oh, in. Shit. And over over the sides of the boats, you could see these things coming, and he was second or third in line. And the boat stopped, the ramp went down, the first tank drove off. He said the first tank drove off the end of the boat and went underwater. It completely disappeared. The entire crew was lost, just because it filled up with water and went to the bottom of the ocean. You know. Holy so the shit. boat, because of the momentum, kept going forward, and when it came his turn to go off, he actually, you know... What hit, happened hit. to the second crew? That's what. That's the thing. That's. I think he was second. But it was okay, like it was the first. Like, yeah. The first. The first, first crew was dead. tank rolled off. Bloop. Went underwater. Under and they were, and they were shooting. They were the gunfire was coming in. They were you know they were taking fire from the from the hills. They couldn't return fire because you'd shoot holes in the in the canvas. Yeah. Plus the guns were all the tubes the gun tubes were all blocked. So they so, so didn't how fill do up they? With water. Oh god, that's terrifying. So that's got to be terrifying. Rolls off the rolls off the ramp. Hits the ocean floor, uh-huh. drives up onto the beach. Then you drop. Then you actually have to get out of the tank. Yeah. To take the stuff down. While under fire. While under fire. Well, why didn't they just drive the boat into the fucking beach? It's a story he had never. Story he had never told. Uh huh. And he said it. It, it he re, was he remembered it, and the tears welled up in his eyes, and he got all choked up when he talked about you know the the guys that were in that tank, mm-hmm. and they just disappeared. They were gone, just that fast, and they didn't die from being shot. They died from from being let out of the boat too early, you know. Equipment failure. And, but he was a he was he was uh, yeah. So he was talking about how the gunfire that was depicted in the movie reminded him of this experience. Took him right back there. He said it was just like it had happened yesterday. Oh shit! You know, and Yikes. you know. So this this movie has had benefits in in you know. Helping to open up the discussion about PTSD, helping to uh, talk about um, the experience of veterans, the things that these guys, these this generation, this generation of warriors came home and didn't talk about anything. Mm-hmm. That was not how it worked. Well, the thing you is, did is your that, thing. Yeah, you came back. You did your bit. You came back. You were done. That was it. You're back to civilian life. Now there are studies that show that the amount of time that they took coming home. You know, and yeah. that they were in the company of the people who had experienced this with them. Yeah, because they helped. The but there were still guys that there were still you know many 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 thousands of veterans that came home with PTSD, and you know other things, and didn't get better. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't you know it, it, they just it just kept you kept it inside and mm-hmm. and 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 dealt with it that way, which you know is no way of dealing with it at all, and. um so this movie helped with that, and and I I feel kind of I feel kind of bad taking the piss out of it a little bit, um, a little bit ago because it has had this benefit. But there's still there's still so much about this movie that just just irks me. That's like just a little bit just a little bit more mm-hmm. caution with the way you're telling the story. Yes, yeah. I understand people die in war and it's tragedy. And it's a terrible thing. I get it, but. You still have that nugget of this is we're gonna go on a roller coaster ride now. Yeah. Here's here's the roller coaster, the first Steven Spielberg roller coaster ride. Normandy. Boats, 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 
boats, and we're at the top of the hill, and the door drops, and we're down the, you know, down that chute. Yeah. Going, 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 going. Through bullets flying in. Yeah. We're coming. We, you know, get blow up. Roller coaster ride ends at the at the when they've when they've blown the blown the fire out the front of the of the uh, of the bunker. Yeah, that was kind of cool. You know, I like that. Um, you know, killing. Killing all those guys with the flamethrower and Nazis. shooting shooting folks and whatever you know. I just oh god, that's yeah. that's some shit. It's it, the thing is is that you know this this movie kind of reminded me of a lot of just stories that I've heard you know upon seeing this movie and you know because you know my grandfather your father has mm-hmm. told me a couple of a couple of his war stories that it kind of just I was just sitting there and he just started talking mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it's just like. Okay, let's let's go. And mm-hmm. he he's experienced, and it's just like the the way that he told those stories and the way this movie is depicted, and it's just like there's like a lot of eerie similarities. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's and that's another another thing that I think the the movie should be held up and praised for. Absolutely, that, that, that they did try because to because you've got for that shit actress. like Platoon, which <laughs> tries to do like firefights and shit like that, and that was oh god. Well, Platoon is a good example of. Of an older school of Hollywood movie, uh-huh. where it's basically playing cowboys and Indians. Fuck you, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> it, um, wasn't, it wasn't his fault. He was still, he was still such a baby then. The coke was must was fantastic back then. I guess probably, but uh, but anyway. you know that, but that, but that example actually holding up Platoon as an example of an old school war movie where yeah. you have very clear. You, 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 there's similarities. You have a very clear bad guy. You have a very clear good guy. Platoon tried to muddy the waters a little bit by making the good guys and the bad guys the same people, the same, the same on the same side. Yeah, um, which is how war works. You know, and then you had this sort of nameless, faceless enemy that sort of came in. They were the the Indians came in and you yeah. know fucked everything up for you. But for the in the example of Butch you know, Cassidy and Sundance Kid, cowboys and Indians, there the lawmen could only be seen. From a the 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 every only time we ever got to see the lawman was the back of his head. But that's a that's a I think that I, I, but that's, that's another example of the entity. I see what you're saying. There is no villain; it's just an entity. Yeah, a a moving a yeah. a driving and this, force. And back to back to Private Ryan, you do have an example here of where the the enemy is humanized a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, you know they, what? They captured no. they captured that SS guy, Bullshit. and then they made it. Fuck that. They nope. made. Made him dig his own grave. After he said, uh, and no. bury all the bury all the the bury the soldiers that he had killed, been killed. Yeah. The guy had been killed. And he had to. I guess they had to. Did they also bury the um, the paratroopers that they found in the field? I, Is that what they were? I think they made a. I don't remember how many graves they made him dig. I know that they all a lot of shallow graves though. It was yeah, like yeah, one yeah, of those like. Did. Oh, that's. Well, you're gonna you're not gonna dig a six foot hole. That's a long. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for one guy with an entrenching tool. I'd make a Nazi do it. <laughs> Sorry, just no, no. I'd make but then they let him go. It. But then they let him go. And then he comes. Okay, so and then he had to come back because if he if he didn't come back, then Oppum would not have an opportunity. Then Oppum would have just shot a random German. And Good, then, and that would have made that would have been more and powerful. That would have made Oppum. You know what? I I I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes. However, for the purposes of the. St- for purposes type of, of the story, story yeah. you, you have to you have to but kill. But how terrifying! You would have be? to kill the guy that they let go because they showed him a kindness. They let him go, yeah, and said, "You're going to go back." And, and he turned and on him, and he, he came back. They, he actually like saw him. He's like, "Nip, 
put and he picked off like two dudes. The the German that actually. Oh, oh yeah, because he was a super soldier. Yeah, he was a super soldier. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good that he only oh, had a machine gun. Oh, can you see? Yeah, he oh, had a, say, can you see? He had a he had a, a machine gun earlier, so yeah. he was just kind of spraying bullets down. But he give him a rifle. He's very accurate. Yes, that that German soldier. Uh huh. Now, ask now, now. Here's a question that I have, and this is something I was actually looking for in this film, and I couldn't tell. Uh huh. Was the guy that killed with the knife? Yes. W- was it the same? guy that they let go earlier no and that proves my point okay all right it is not the same guy it they looked, said it's not the same actor and that proves my point that, that looks, they all looked the same they did and i was very i was a little confused because yes they had their hair their yes. head all shaved everybody had the shaved head the big, or they had a helmet and the big triangle jaws yeah yeah everybody was a was a well they do call them uniforms for a reason oh, i mean God. i will i will say that okay okay so that's racist though all germans look alike is that racist? All Germans look alike in this movie. <laughs> That's not racist. That's just fact. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll... God damn it. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Okay, uh... So, okay, so yes, I, I did actually look this up because I was confused too. It's not the same guy. Right, it's not it's, the same guy. It's actor. not the yeah. same guy because I was wondering what he was saying in German. Fun fact... The two the two Germans that they that were surrendering at the beginning the of the very beginning and they shot them yeah yeah they were uh, Polish they were Polish che- press uh, gang soldiers not, not Polish they weren't Polish they weren't no Pol- they were Czech they were that's Czechs. right yeah they were speaking uh, they were speaking um, Czech and they were saying don't don't, don't shoot, shoot. We're, we surrender yeah, we're we're, yeah. we're press gang and they shot him he's like what yeah. did they say uh, well and that also proves it's like the Americans did probably the most fucked up things in that whole movie. They did quite a few fucked up things. It's and like, those things happened. But the thing um, is, is that, and, like, they... And we have, the, we have the advantage, unfortunately, of having been... The winners? The winners, in that case, so that, so that things like that didn't, didn't necessarily get prosecuted. There were a yeah. few. There were, there were a few things. Yeah, and we, some people did. And we hold up. We look at the... the there was an... Ex, um, there was a... An actor who died recently, um, Charles Durning, uh-huh. who was a World War II vet, mm-hmm. um, and he apparently escaped from a um, a mass killing in a forest outside Besson. Uh-huh. The the SS um, took a bunch of American prisoners into the into the woods, put them all in kind of a clearing, drove trucks up, put machine guns on them, and, and killed them all. Fuck. Killed a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and he escaped from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether he was wounded there or whether he had been wounded somewhere else earlier. But, but that was that was one of the he's the he's one of the guys that survived that. We look at that, we say, "Holy shit! They violated the the law, the Geneva Convention uh-huh. by killing prisoners." You know, they were very clearly surrendered. They had been disarmed. They had you know they, they, they weren't even they wearing their fatigues, whatever. probably. Well, no, they 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 would most likely still wear that. But but they brutally massacred these soldiers. Well come to find out years later that you know we're telling sort of anecdotal stories about soldiers who run up are very clearly surrendering and uh-huh. yes this was a movie but there's there's lots of stories ba- that this is based on where killed you know killed the prisoners yeah killed killed these guys who were surrendering killed you know oh i didn't know because they were you know we were still in the heat of battle whatever so you know whatever is used to justify that action is mm-hmm. still it's still justification it's still you know and and no i'm not saying that we should be perfect but i have always said we got to be better than the other guy 
or how we perceive the other guy to be because when they're that bad to us you know we have to be able to say uh moral high ground hey guys you know uh yeah but so anyway so so there's that um you know lots of stories band of brothers had a bunch of stories about had a bunch of side stories about prisoners who got killed and and things like that um pacific i think had a couple of uh, you know, um, going back to what we were saying earlier about Opa killing uh, killing the German who came back. Opum. 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 Op- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it would have been more powerful because it if he if he killed, just killed a random if German. he really killed a random German because it would have been like oh I finally killed a German I did the one thing that you know I I didn't have the guts to do this whole battle and I shot an unarmed man. Oh yeah, that's would've, true. Would have made it a little bit but more. But that's see that, but but. Because sometimes killing a faceless person, a uh, person with no, with no. Yeah, but he face had to. He is... had to. But you had to tie the. the but story wise, you have to tie that together. Yeah. You have to. You have to give closure. Um, and honestly, you put the you put the face you put that guy who you recognize from the earlier scene there in that situation so that you have as an audience member have closure on the story too. If he had just killed a guy, you could you could you could not. Ne- you don't necessarily put that together with the earlier. I did you a kindness. Yeah. I talked them out. I talked them me. Yeah. I talked them out of of killing you. Yeah. I translated for you. I told them. I told you what they were saying. You told me. I told them this stuff. I did this for you. Therefore, you can't just kill a random German because yeah. if you do that, then it's just then it's just murder. Yeah. In this case, it's justifiable homicide. There's no such thing as justifiable I, homicide. Yes, it's there is. still murder. No. But but we as audience members can look at him and go, Oh, that guy said he was gonna leave. Uh-huh. That guy came back and shot a bunch of people. Broke his promise, yeah. And so he gets he gets to die when the rest of them have surrendered. Yeah, I guess, but yeah. I, I, I know. I get I understand, but just, that's storytelling. And that's yeah. that's how that's that's that nugget. But that's mm-hmm. also that's also the villain who died and comes back. Yeah. That's the oh, we didn't we didn't see we saw the truck go over the cliff. But we didn't see him. That die. had the villain inside it and the big fireball. Yeah. But somehow he managed to jump out and hold on to a branch while the truck fell below him. And then when we were looking over, we didn't see him hanging on the branch, and now he's back with an axe and he's gonna kill at least one more person. Uh whatever. So again, horror movie. Y- yeah. Yeah. War movies, horror movies, same same thing. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm actually just kind of actually starting to see your point a little bit. So, so in this case, also, you have you have the 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 sense that okay, so we have um, Caparzo, the first guy that died. Mm-hmm. What did he do? Uh, he tried to go for kid. He tried to save a kid. Right. He mm-hmm. he broke the rules. Yeah. He went and did something that was supposedly selfless and mm-hmm. heroic. And then when he was arguing about how good a choice he made. He lost his concentration on what he was supposed to be doing, which is paying attention and not getting killed. And then he got shot. And he got shot. Yep. Okay, so, horror movie. Mm-hmm. You break the rules. You have you have sex in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You die. Yeah. You go away from the rest of the group. You die. You die. You take the flashlight instead of the axe, because you're not paying attention to the situation you're in. You die. You die. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Giovanni Ribisi. Got shot. Why? Because he didn't pay attention. No. He was in the assault. 
Oh, oh, sorry, the uh, the the medic, right? Um, right. He... Sorry, I couldn't remember his name. It was like Tex. Tech Four Wilkes or something like that. All I remember him as the God damn it guy who uh, saved a dude and then he got then the dude got shot in the and head. Then he got shot in the head. Like, God damn it! God damn it! I take my helmet off. Took yeah. his helmet off and Goop. then he didn't immediately get shot in the well, head. You know. Um. So what? Why? Why? Why Giovanni Ribisi? Um. Because he he was what was it? He he was the one who said no, we shouldn't do this. No, we shouldn't do this. Right. He was he the was, and he was the innocent. He was the innocent. He was the one guy that was not there to fight. Mm -hmm. He was there to save people's lives. Yeah, he even saved. He saved a couple of Germans, didn't he? During during yes, the Normandy did. invasion, yes, he did. Yeah, but that was because that's what they're trained to do. Yeah. So that's the thing. So he died mm -hmm. because he followed the rules. He was the he was the voice of reason. That's right. The voice of reason. He was the you know he's the guy that's like, come on, guys, what are we gonna? And the shark jumps out. <laughs> I've had it with and, these motherfucking sharks in this motherfucking tank. Gar. Yeah, exactly. Oh wait, wrong thing. That's anyway. wrong. But same idea. Yeah. Same idea. Okay. Now because of unit mixing, mm -hmm. that hadn't there was no there was no there was still segregation in the armed forces, mm -hmm. so we couldn't have a black guy get killed. Oh god. In this episode, in this episode go. of whatever. In this so, episode of in this episode of war. In this episode of war. Uh huh. Okay. So then we also have Oppum, who represents the the loss of innocence. Okay. We have his his story. He goes from being a clerk typist, yeah, to being a warrior, to revenging the death of his captain. <sighs> revenging, revenging the death. Yeah, no, avenging, oh, avenging the death oh, of avenging. his captain. Yeah. Because he could very clearly say, "Oh, that guy killed, that guy killed my captain and half the other people in my squad." So I shot him. So I shot him. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's. But mostly it was because I made this bargain. I got. I saved your life. Now only I can take it. Huh. And you so, owe me, and now I'll be collecting. Exactly. Notice yeah. also they didn't show him. They didn't show. That's the one death that they didn't of show. a character who was named in the film. They didn't show hit the bullet striking him. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, that's tr not true because they didn't show. Uh, they didn't show Giovanni Ribisi getting shot. Yeah, he just he just ended up dead. Well, that's the thing. But they did. That, they that's... did show his wounds. Yeah. So he had the blood the coming out. So I'm like... right. Ha. Huh. Oh, so there's the, the one. The guy. thing is, is that it was it was war up until that scene. The scene where they were talking with the captured German. It was war up until that scene. Because at that point, movie took over. Because, you know... Yeah, I suppose. So, yeah, that's, so a there was, that's a good point. So he assembled yeah. his crew. They were walking. They were talking. They were chewing tobacco, all this other shit. They did a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Because you have to. They went to the machine gun nest. Fortunately, they didn't do finish. a lot of driving. <laughs> like in other... Oh, other war movies of the very of a very similar nature. I would have given him a convoy. I'm sorry, if you're going in behind enemy lines to go get another dude, I would have yeah, given him a convoy. Trucks trucks get noticed. Jeeps get noticed. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um <laughs> I'm not even gonna fight I'm not even go ahead. this is I, I would have sent him a convoy. Anyway. Anyway, um so after um so so they the the machine gun nest fight is over. Yes. And they're like what the fuck is happening? Right. And then suddenly there's like, wait, where's our medic? Right. And then they run over and then they have that really see that scene and then they're like, ah, save. Wait, why isn't this working? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's bleeding out. Tell us how to fix you. Yeah, that's the other thing is yeah. none of them were actually trained. Nobody knew how to, because that's what his job was. Yeah. So now they're really fucked because now they don't have a guy that can help, you know, yeah. can heal them up. Yeah, heal up. Um... <laughs> So they no med packs, no more med packs. They used a, that's the other thing. They used up all the morphine. Um, yes, they did. Anyway, so 
it was they were they did him a kindness by killing him with more, killing him with drugs, uh, or letting him like basically spend his no, last he was minutes. Already dead, yeah, anyway. he was already dead. So anyway, but then they get to the machine gun nest, and then ho- they get to the machine gun nest, and they grab the German, and Hollywood takes over from that point. A little bit. No, 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 no. It's it's really it's kind of just like it stops being a it stops being war and it starts being Hollywood because then they have like the humanizing thing with the German and then they tell he does like all the funny oh I don't speak the language very well right, so I'm gonna but, do some you know okay some you know so do you think the movie would have been better without that scene yes absolutely because it would have left the Germans to be a faceless enemy yes absolutely and a lot of and. If you watch the propaganda of that time, uh-huh. most people were convinced that they were the faceless enemy. Well, right, they were these cruel bastards. I think the point of the film is to show that they were actually men with feelings. But and that was the only time that they did that. That is true. If they that did that true, continuously for the rest of the film, that, that would have been fine. That is true. You're but right. They, yes. If you would like, if they were like scouting out, you know, they scouted out and they, they came across a German camp and they were sitting there, you know, having a good time and all that other shit, you know, like they did in the church during the bombing. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 were sitting there over around a fire and they you know were drinking and you know hitting each other and fighting and right. you know you know laughing and all this other shit. That would have been a sign of that would have been you know an example of humanization. Right. But they didn't do that. Okay. They had that one scene where he was like, oh, I'm a funny German. And then <laughs> they they literally blindfolded him and sent him on his way. And then they continued with the rest of the plot. Yes. And, and I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting ready for this. So. He's hunkered down. He's going to spring. Anyway. Like a puma. Shut up. A puma too. Um, so they, uh. <laughs> So then, then they come to, they come to the town where Ryan is. Yes. And Ryan is this ridiculously handsome, well coiffed. His hair is immaculate. Coiffed, yes, very, very, very well done. Yes, he's, he's, yes. he's oh, immaculate. Dirty face. Awesome teeth. Yeah, the I know. Best right? teeth in the movie. Best Ding. Te- <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you? Ding. Oh God. God! Hi, hi, everybody. Talk about weapons of mass destruction. Hi, everybody. I've been uh, I've been in some combat for the last couple of days, and it's been really rough. But boy, gotta tell you, chrome toothpaste. <laughs> I would never take anything into battle with it other than that. Oh, I have to right now. I'll, and all I can imagine now is him just like brushing his teeth while he's shooting a rifle Ching. with one hand. Um, a little glint. Yeah. Boing. Boing. Lens flare. It's like a uh, no. That's that's the sniper. And now, and now ah. what I'm imagining is just a German sniper shooting him through the teeth. <laughs> um. Anyway, it should be so lucky. Anyway, <laughs> um. So okay, so they get to the town, and Ryan is this shining angel. He's like, we have found him. You know. Ah, he, yes. Ah, I am. Right. Uh, you have found me, right. my chosen disciples. Gotcha. All that shit. Make your point. Um. My point is, is that. It stops being gritty and dark and all this other shit, and it just turns into this. And then, and then they're like, "Oh well, now we know the Germans are, are going to roll in, and we're going to hunker down instead of you know following our orders and leaving." Well, well, yes, but then okay, so then you get into the last stand situation, right? Okay, very so, holly, very very cliched. No, I, mean, I can I can say that I can say that 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 might have been that might have been a choice that was made. They did make the argument for leaving because mm-hmm. they had their they had their thing they had yeah. their orders and everything. And you know, for a guy who's stopped. very much about but following orders, but he was orders. also he was also the he was also the the senior officer. 
the next highest ranking guy was his was a sergeant was like a sergeant who his own sergeant. oh yeah the so the captain yeah yeah well here's the thing is that you know he was he was a captain and all this other stuff and he his thing was following orders throughout this whole movie right you follow orders you get your you get your people home safe and you go home right and I guess all he his, wanted to do was go home and lay in his hammock. Yeah. And his character, I guess this could be justified as character development, but he decided to stay in violation, mm-hmm. direct violation of his orders. Right, but he also took into, took into account the situation where there were two bridges across the river. Yeah. And they had one. Yeah, if, they, if and, it was captured, then they lost. if it got captured, lost. Then, they, then they would lose their foothold on Normandy and they get pushed back into the sea. Yeah. So he had to do what he could to, to know. Yeah. So I, I can understand that. But at the same time, they had the situation where okay, so now we've got the survivors of this epic killing frenzy that's going on in this in this haunted horror fest of a of a film, huh. and now we have the nameless, faceless enemy who is going to come and get them all. Yes, it's and no matter from. what they do, no matter how good their defenses are, they are being overwhelmed. They are essentially del- delaying yes. the inevitable. Yeah. And at the last moment, we get the classic Steven Spielberg Deus Ex Machina airplanes just something yeah anything just something comes happens you know you have you have the a moment in empire of the sun was planes there's a kid there's a kid who's about to get killed with a well no that's actually that was that was sad because they killed the killed the kid and um he wasn't really gonna kill christian bale he was they were playing um that was different but yes the planes the planes, the P-51D, the, uh-huh. the, the Cadillac of the sky, um, you know, came in. The P-51s blew up the Tiger mm-hmm. after they shot it twice with a bazooka and nothing happened. You yeah. know, they were going to be dead. Yeah, and then, but, and then Tom Hanks is sitting there with his pistol. With his pistol, and his pistol blows up, blows yeah. up the tank. Yeah. Um, inventing, you know. inventing the verb Tom Hanksing for most gamers. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um so yes, yeah, so the last at the last moment they get air support. Mm-hmm. Who Somehow, okay. Who the fuck called it in? Nobody. It was like so. Yeah, just roving bands of hunter killers. Just roving. Well, bands that of- was a thing in World War Two. That did not happen as often as most people think. <laughs> no, they probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I mean. Yeah. Hell, even the. That was actually one of the one of the more exciting aspects of uh, of an otherwise dreadful film called Red Tails that came out last year. I looked forward to very much because I thought, oh, this is going to be exciting. Nope. Who directed it? Uh, I don't believe it was George Lucas, but it was his story. He wrote that piece of shit? I believe he wrote at least some of it, oh, but I don't know. It was a Lucasfilm production, blah, blah, blah. Special effects yeah. were awesome. The rest of the movie sucked balls. Sorry, it did. Um, don't apologize. It this uh, This is... Uh... Okay, so all of that said, uh-huh. all of that said... I will still put Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan, at the top of the top end of greatest war movies of all time list. Absolutely, I will put it pretty pretty much. It's it it deserves to be on this hundred best list. It's right about in the right place, mm-hmm. number seventy one. That's I, pretty good. That's you know, a pretty here's good. The thing, that's pretty that good showing. I I um, don't think that this is a top one hundred list. Like like this movie is better than this movie and this because they're all yeah, different. A very movies. popularity, very popular. You know, number of votes and yeah. ranked in order that way. Yeah, that's why it's, Citizen Kane wins. Well, yeah, because everybody's like, I'm hey. oh, sorry. Spoiler alert: Number one was Citizen Kane. I think we mentioned that like six times already. Anyway, at least so so. Um, 
what but do we got? Here's the thing: is I, I really don't. Just to, on a side note, I do not think this list is ranked like this movie is clearly better than this movie. No, 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 definitely. There not. are movies that no. are bad that are on this list that are better <laughs> than Toy Story, and that makes me sad. List higher than Toy Story, yes, because yeah. they have special places in people's hearts. That's what this list is about. Easy Rider easy. has a special place in my heart. It's dead and cold. <laughs> yeah. We haven't reached enlightenment! So, so um, next up is Clockwork Orange. Oh, God. Stanley Kubrick's 1971-ish oeuvre I should, to I should Ultraviolence know. and the old In-Out, In-Out. I should note that uh, the only thing that I know about this film, aside from the book, which uh-huh. I've read, awesome. um, is uh, there is a scene... That is uh, is part of the uh, the advertisement for 100 years of MGM, mm-hmm. where his where it's, it's a it's a split second, so it's especially terrifying of a gentleman with his eyes peeled open. Yes, and he, it's somebody's putting water droplets, you know, yes. eye drops on it. It's like, yes. oh God, okay, oh, and you should now know we're exactly you should know exactly what that is. I do know exactly what that is, but yes. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, well, so everybody do their homework. And watch Clockwork Orange. Read Clockwork Orange first. Read it. Read it first. It's a it's fucking a, awesome. It book. is. It is actually my favorite book, and I'll mention that again next. Next we talk, because mm-hmm. um, I love that book. <laughs> and um, well, I think we've said just about as much as we can say. Um, we we've said a lot about Saving Private Ryan. We have. We have. Um, we've gone fairly long on this one. We have. As I'll... far as we're, you know, we're almost fifty minutes now. Which is pretty um, cool. Yeah, that's... So thanks for sticking in there with us. Thanks. And uh, as always, if you uh, agree with anything we've said, you know, eh, you can tell us if you want. If you disagree, please give us a, send us an email at uh, of something at gmail.com mm-hmm. or uh, hit me up on the Twitter box at, at Mr. Bowen. And uh, he's at the underscore fro. I'm trying to get him to change his name so it doesn't have an underscore in it so people will be able to find him. But he hasn't yet, so we'll see. I don't use Twitter, dude. Oh, that's right. He's he's far more advanced. No, I'm not advanced. I just don't like using Twitter. Oh. We're on the Facebook. We're on somewhere. F- somewhere. That's right. Um, we we are putting zero effort into advertising. Aren't so we? far, so, so far, far so we're good. we're barely putting effort into actually recording this thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is more like a pet project than anything else. It's fun. Yeah, we're having fun. Well, since we're making gobs of cash doing it, gobs and gobs. How else did we construct the pod- podcastle out of pure stalagmite gold? the fuck is stalagmite gold exactly 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 all right all right so um yeah throw us some email falcons and uh, we'll receive them gladly here at the podcast all right and so uh, so, yeah like i said next up clockwork orange nice yep was that it that's it did you have anything else um oh i believe by sitting through uh private ryan and the flashback that uh we have indeed um earned this (laughs) 